What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Ross, New Vision Middle School Pastor. Excited to be with you all today as we continue in our Hebrews podcast. Uh, Today we'll be in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 10 through 13, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And this is what it says. God, for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given me. Uh, So a really interesting section of scripture in Hebrews chapter two, you know, this section overall, Hebrews chapter two, verses five through 18 is about the humanity of Jesus uh, and how we can be confident that he he knows us uh, intimately. He can uh, relate to us perfectly and he can um, even speak to God for us empathetically because he uh, is fully God, but also fully human. But this specific section is really interesting. There's a few things that we can um, take away. And then one practical uh, really step that comes, that I believe comes from this section. Uh, but let's read back through it and then uh, let's look, break it down a little bit. So Hebrews chapter two, verse 10, God uh, for whom and through whom everything was made. So here the author just reminding us of God's power and his position. God created everything that uh, was made uh, for him and through him. And so his position is is above us, the creator of all. So just a little reminder there. So God, for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that God should make Jesus, through his suffering, the perfect leader, fit to bring them into salvation. So the word leader there, a pioneer, the, the author, the uh, one who makes perfect, uh, he's the the one who's brought us into salvation. And it was right because Jesus made it possible for us to be saved uh, through his suffering. So Jesus brings us into salvation, makes salvation possible through what he did. And we receive glory and honor, not because of us, but because of what Jesus has done is what the author is saying there. So verse 11, he continues. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. So we have uh, some familial language uh, speaking about how we are adopted into God's family. We have the same father as Jesus does. It reminds me of Ephesians uh, chapter one and verse three. Uh, Paul says, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ, right? We have blessings as sons and daughters of God because of Christ. We're united with him. Verse four, Ephesians one, four, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Jesus to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Because of Christ, we're holy and without fault. 
God decided in advance to adopt us, there's that family language, into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And that is what God wanted to do, and it brought him great pleasure. So we have uh, the rights of sons and daughters of God because of Jesus, because we are united with him when we trust him as our Savior and Lord. That's really amazing when you think about it. When we trust Jesus, his righteousness is placed over us. 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Because of what Jesus did, we are his sons, we are his daughters, we are seen without fault in his eyes, made to be holy. We are the righteousness of God, again, all because of what Jesus did. And then the author of Hebrews continues, uh, Hebrews, half of that verse, this is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given me. So so this verse is really interesting. I find it fascinating because the author of Hebrews says, Jesus said to God, and then he gives these two statements that he says Jesus said to God. Well, nowhere in scripture do we have these two statements as quotations made by Jesus. But interestingly enough, both of these quotations are in the Bible. The first, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. Now, that's a quote of David in Psalm 22, 22. And then the second one is a quote of Isaiah. So, so we, we, as we read this, we know the Bible does not lie. God does not lie. And so what does the author mean when he attributes these statements to Jesus? Well, he's saying these two statements are in the type of Jesus. Well, what, what I mean in Psalm 22, the first statement, really, David is crying out to God and saying, hey, there's a trouble and affliction that is has come my way. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In verse one, why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, I find no rest. But then David says, yeah, all these things, these horrible things are happening to me. My enemies are around me. My my life is, is going awfully. Um, but he proclaims God's name. Anyway, he says, yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. He says, in you, our ancestors put our trust. They trusted you and you delivered them. To you, they cried out and were saved. In you, they trusted and they were not put to shame. And so David makes the point, even when things are going poorly, even when things are going wrong, when opposition and danger and trouble surrounds me, I can trust in you, God, and you will always be faithful. And so that, that quotation, Psalm twenty two twenty two, I will declare your name to my people in the assembly. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All the descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him. You descendants of Israel. So he's saying God's people, no matter what's going on, praise the name of the Lord. And then the second quotation, Isaiah 8, 17 through 18. Isaiah, of course, is is. Uh, proclaiming to God's people that they are about to be conquered. They're about to be judged for their sins. They're going to be exiled to Babylon. And so Isaiah has been telling them, hey, uh, turn away from your sins. No, really, it's too late. Your judgment's coming. Turn away from your sins. No, really, it's too late. Judgment is coming. Uh, But he also gives them a message of hope. He says in 
Isaiah 8, 17-18, I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob. I will put my trust in him. Here am I and the children the Lord has given me. We are signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord Almighty who dwells on high. It's really interesting. Isaiah says, here am I and my children. Well, Isaiah's children's names, get this. Isaiah's children's names are Mahir Shalal Hashbaz, which Mahir Shalal and Hashbaz both mean uh, judgment is coming or or um, really means speed the spoil and hasten the plunder. So judgment is coming your way, basically is what, what one of his son's uh, names means, Mahir Shalal Hashbaz. But his second son's name is Shir Jashub, Shir Jashub, which means a remnant shall return. So even though judgment is coming, deliverance is also right behind. Even though uh, uh, destruction and danger is headed their way, judgment is coming. We will trust in you. Even in Isaiah's children's names, he says, here am I and the children the Lord has given me. We will trust in you. Even in his children's names, there's a reminder of God's provision, God's providence, a remnant shall return. And so when Isaiah is telling the people, hey, you're going to be judged, but you will also be be saved. He's reminding them that, yes, some of you will return to Jerusalem. You will turn to the land that God has given you, but also deliverance will come in the future through the person of Jesus Christ. And so I, I think uh, through this section, I'm just reminded that, you know, when, no matter what opposition we're up against, God is victorious. No matter what the world around us looks like today, God is on the throne and we will see his goodness. We will see his glory. We will see his victory. He's worth our trust. David, the world around him crumbling. He says, no, I'm going I'm to trust you, God. My people, uh, the descendants have trusted you and they were never put to shame. I'm going to trust you, God. Isaiah, he's giving the message of destruction to the people. And even in his message, even in his children's names, he's reminding them, you will be saved. You will be delivered. God is worth your trust. Isaiah trusted God. And then the statements that the author of Hebrews attributes to Jesus, he's saying, this is what Jesus is saying. Trust in God. Even when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane about to go to the cross, he said, not my will, God, but your will be done. I trust you. And so through this section, we're reminded that Jesus, all powerful, yet fully human, he calls us his brother, his brothers and sisters. Jesus is at all at the same time. He's above us. He's in our place in one sense, and he's, he's beside us. And so the author says, who better than Jesus to deliver the victory for us and then also be an example for us to follow, that he trusted God no matter what. And so I I think this is a super powerful section of scripture just here to to remind us that we can put our trust in God because we are sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters of Christ, the one who can speak on our behalf and intimately knows us. We're in God's family and we can trust him because of that. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. It is to me. Uh, and I thank you guys for listening today and joining us on our Hebrews podcast. And we hope to catch you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. 
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.